Welcome, coaches. This is Tony Schiffman, and you are listening to the Hog Football Podcast. The Hog Football Chat was created as a way for coaches to talk about all things football and all things offensive line, and we took off via Twitter. With the help of so many great sponsors, we were able to create an amazing network of our coaching community. Now we've decided to launch our first ever podcast series. Please don't forget to check out those amazing sponsors on Twitter. This podcast series is presented by Platform, an online strength and conditioning tool that partners with over 800 schools across the country. Go check out platform.com, that's P-L-T-4-M.com for our full series and catch up on any episodes you might have missed. Don't forget to check out at Coach Schiffman on Twitter and use the hashtag HogFootballChat when you're there. We have a great episode for you today, so let's go ahead and kick this off. Before we even kick off the podcast, I want to just remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. All right, here we go. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Hog Football Podcast. Today I have got Coach Brett Tavo with me. Coach Tavo is currently the offensive coordinator at Father Ryan High School in Nashville, and he's going into his fifth year at that school. Uh, before that, he spent five years at Centennial High School in the Nashville area, and before that, five years at Liberty High School in Kansas City, Missouri. I met Coach Tavo first, oh gosh, five years ago, I think, when I was coaching in Tennessee, and we, we've had a great relationship since then. Coach, welcome aboard. How's it going? Doing great, Tony, man. Thanks for having me, and, and you know, appreciate all you do to connect coaches uh, through uh, Twitter, your hog, hog football chat, and, and now this podcast. So, well, appreciate you having me on. I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming and talking with us. Um, you know, first question I've got to ask you, you've been a part of some really great teams and, uh, you know, I got to see the, the firsthand some of those great teams. Uh, how important was the offensive line to the success of those programs? Oh, it's the, it's the engine, man. You know, it's, it's, it's what makes it go. You know, you can have all these uh, skill guys and, and um, playmakers on the outside, but if you're not getting guys blocked up front and you're not winning gaps, it's, it's not going to go. So, it's, it's, you know, I understand – uh, even though I'm, I'm technically a skill guy, I never coached the offensive line in my life. Um, I let um, our offensive line coach um, have a lot of lot of say in, in how we're doing things. I know if if he's not happy and those guys aren't going up front, we're not going anywhere. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's, I like you. I, I'll get you uh, get you quoted as saying that, so I can put it on a T-shirt. Keep your old line oh, coach good. happy. Yep. That's great. Um, you know, you've you've been a part of. Um, like I said, a lot of great teams and been an offensive coordinator for a couple of different spots now. When you, when you go into sort of your first meeting as an offensive coordinator at a school, are, are, you, are you adjusting your schemes for the O-line or are you trying to adjust your O-line to the schemes? You know, how, do you, how do you guys kind of put that puzzle together, so to speak? Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of a little bit of both. I mean, there are certain schemes that, um, you know, we, we want to run. We feel really good about it. Um, you know, there are schemes that are run everywhere, you know, outside zone, inside zone, um, gap scheme variations and things like that. So um, it's a little bit of both. I, I guess kind of what we uh, run the most of is really based on our personnel, if that makes sense. We're going to have all – of the, the, those runs I mentioned in the toolbox as well as pin and pull mm -hmm. in terms of, um, you know, what is, is our, our bread and butter 
uh, for that particular season is really based more on personnel. Okay. And then, and then are you, are you trying to, I mean, what, what, what do you guys kind of look for when you, when you get those guys out there on the offensive line? I mean, are you looking for guys that kind of understand that more? Are you looking to try to, you know, kind of, not plug and play, but, you know, trying to get the kind of the, 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 the biggest guys, so to speak, I guess. I got, I'm sorry, Tony, I don't understand your question. What are we looking for in terms of like what, what scheme fits them best? No, just when you, what, 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 you know, you're, when you guys put an offensive line out there, if you, let's okay. say you've got a, a, a five foot, 10, 185 pound guy who gets the job done really well, but then you've got a, a six foot two, 240 pound guy that's, pretty solid I mean what's what's kind of your guys thought process what's your offense line coach's thought process you know how do you guys get your um the best out of what you have yeah it's just it's just moving pieces around um you know generally most of our guys play two different positions um on the offensive line um you know they're they're able to you know either either a guard center or um really as guys that play a lot of defense, I guess only play tackle. So that's not entirely true, but um, yeah, it's just um, moving guys around for, you know, to, for their, their skill sets. Uh, obviously we want our longer guys um, out on the, uh, out on the edge uh, playing tackle and, and our, you know, our guys that may not be as long, uh, but maybe, you know, a little quicker, uh, move them on the inside, uh, get them uh, pulling and get those guys angles. Right. Yeah, that's great. That's um it's it's tough especially at that level because sometimes, you know, who you have is who you have and and that's kind of you don't get to, you know, you you kind of I I know from my experience as a head coach, you know, we at some points we only had one guy who could snap the football, so that was our center. <laughs> it didn't matter it didn't matter the skill level, it didn't matter what was going on at that time. He was the only one who could snap, so he was our day one center. So uh, it, it, yeah, you get kind of stuck with who you have at, at times there, but, um, you know, you got to make the best of what you have for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you see these, uh, power five programs that trot out the same looking kids every year, you know, they, their tackles are, are six, six and, you know, three ten, and they can recruit to that system. And, and, you know, like you said, being in, in high school football and even your situation to a certain extent, you're going to have different pieces every year. So you may, you know, kind of tracing back to what I'd said originally, you may run a little bit more uh, zone one year. You may be a little bit more gap-based. Um, you know, you may run a little bit more pin and pull to get those guys' angles if you're not able to get your movement, stuff like that. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, looking at your bio, you coached five years in Kansas City and, and then, you know, went down to the Nashville area. Uh, I spent two years in Tennessee, so I'm very familiar with your area, kind of very familiar with Tennessee football. I still maintain that Tennessee football kind of gets a bad rap um, and maybe doesn't get the respect it deserves. Tell, tell me, uh, you might disagree, uh, but w what, what do you think is something that's really special and really kind of fun about, you know, Tennessee football, especially in that Nashville area and, and, you know, some of the teams that you've been a part of, you know, especially with Centennial and now Father Ryan? Well, number one, it, I, I think it's important to the people in the area. You know, high school football is a, a big deal. 
And, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying like it's, it's a big deal like in Texas where they're drawing 45,000, 50,000 uh, some Friday nights. But it's important to people. They enjoy going out and watching high school football. And then I think there's just really a lot of good players in this area. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of talent, particularly in the mid-state. And I know Memphis has some really good talent. And there's other pockets of the state where you get a lot of good players. But in the mid-state, when you look at um, Nashville Metro and then Williamson County, uh, and then on down into to Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, um, you know, the, the area itself is probably putting out, you know, I'd say probably 15, 10 to 15 Division One players a year just in the mid-state here. Yeah. So it's really good. And then, then you have good coaching. Uh, it's a nice place uh, to live. And good coaches are attracted to the teaching jobs and the coaching jobs in the area. So – Obviously, when you put good players, good coaching together, then people that, that want to go watch high school football, I think you get a pretty good product. Absolutely. I mean, and, you know, you you guys kind of, you know, our, our one year we, we crossed paths, you guys had you guys had that. I mean, you had, uh, uh, oh, gosh, Dodson, who, yeah. who went on to play, you know, three years of SEC football. And, and I can just remember scouting you guys. We, we, we saw him and said, this guy's pretty good. Uh, I think he showed up with a knee injury in a in a big bulky knee brace that game, um, and then took the opening kickoff ninety yards for a touchdown. And, and we all kind of looked at each other and said, "This dude is is something else. This dude's going to be big time." But uh, it, it, you're right, though. There there's a lot of those guys that I think get overlooked um, that are just dudes. I mean, you look at uh, the the guy that get, just got drafted by the Bengals in the second round is is from the area. The T Higgins, um, right? I mean, there's if you look at all those SEC rosters, there's there's Nashville guys, Tennessee guys, kind of sprinkled in all over the place. And I, I, again, going back to my original comment, I, I think I think the state gets doesn't get the respect it deserves for for being a football state. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a lot of good players. I mean, LSU uh, had a couple couple dudes from the Nashville area starting for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a corner from Oregon that played uh, in the in the Nashville Metro, uh, who I believe is on the Seahawks roster. Uh, Van Jefferson, who just uh, um, I can't remember exactly who drafted. Uh, I think uh, the Rams drafted Van Jefferson. He played here uh, at a Williamson County School. So yeah, there's there's a lot of lot of good players that come through here. Definitely, definitely. I'm not. Now I'm not any of my college coaching friends that are listening to this. Don't don't go down there. That's I would stay away. That will <laughs> leave them for us. But yeah, they're they're pretty good down there. So, coach, last question I've got for you, and this is a tough one. This has been been stumping people a bunch, but uh, you know, as if you could put together a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen from guys you either have coached, played with, or uh, are just a fan of, who would be on that five man offensive line, Mount Rushmore? Oh man. Um, well, I'm a, I'm a Chiefs fan, you know, being from Missouri and watching Mitchell Schwartz play, uh, this year, particularly in the playoffs and, yep. and really all year, man, he is just a, he's just a rock. You know, I, I think he's, and obviously there, there'll be some competition there for him, but I think Mitchell Schwartz is, is amazing at, at right tackle. Yep. Um, a really, really good player. Um, as far as the, uh, guards, um, Pittsburgh, um, Alan Fanica, you know, he, I know that's kind of, uh, going back a ways and some of the younger No, that's guys, a good you know, one. I like that. Alan Fanica was always, um, amazing. Um, he, he could play, um, and then at center, 
Um, man, let's see. There's a lot of good centers here. Um, I don't know. Maybe you can help me out. Give me a couple names here. Oh, boy. Um, you got – well, from the area, you got Kevin Mawai. He played for the Titans for a long yeah. time. Yeah, Mawai um, good. You got uh, – I was always – you know, talk about throwback. I was always a Mike Webster fan. He was kind of one of my – still is one of my favorite guys to watch. Uh, you know, his, his old clips. Um, Olin Krutz was a big – fan of mine or I, you know I was a big fan of his just from him being kind of an undersized guy and him being a, a Chicago Bear as well so those 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 couple of guys were were always kind of my go-tos um yeah I, I mean just watching watching those guys play having to having to snap a football and identify fronts and call protections and and like I said make sure the ball gets where it needs to be and then block either whether you're covered or uncovered I mean the job those guys can do yeah. or have to do I think is is extremely um, underrated by a lot of people that really really don't understand oh um, absolutely I mean it's 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 hard enough trying to snap a football you know trying to shotgun a football now now you gotta you gotta worry about a big old 320 pound war daddy in front of you so it's it's uh yeah it can be tough for sure that's a it's a dangerous business off us offensive linemen get into. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, at the other guard spot, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to be a homer here and go with Will Shields. Uh, okay. From the Chiefs. You know, just, I, um, you know, spent a lot of time in that area, used to have season tickets and watch kind of more really his whole career, but had season tickets on the back end of his career. And man, he was always just to be able to, to hold that down for uh, 12, 14 years, however long he played. Um, and then uh, left tackle. All right. Um, I'm going to go with um, – I may have my sides mixed up, mixed up here. But I'm going to go with uh, Anthony Munoz. Oh, I'm you're gonna, good. You're right. You're right. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I assumed a guy like that they had playing left tackle. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, that those would be it. I mean, obviously there are a lot of players, you know, that, that you know, are, are in that conversation. But, you know, just – you know, like I like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, having having those guys that can do those things. I think the hardest, one of the hardest things to do in football is block a guy against his will. And the the types of athletes they're putting on the other side of the ball that play defensive line with the twitch and the length mm-hmm. and the explosiveness and being able to, um, you know, do technique that really is not natural. You know your your kick sets and your things like that. Those aren't things people come out of the wound doing. Right. <laughs> uh, so, so having to learn that technique and then be able to go execute that technique against some of the the best athletes and most explosive people on this planet. Uh, it's just fascinating for me to watch. Um, you know, it's, it's like I said, I I just was in awe of watching Mitchell Schwartz um, in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs, particularly in the Super Bowl. You know, he's blocking. Uh, those guys for San Francisco who had just four war daddies across the front. Um, and, you know, just, just being able to watch those guys in that arena um, with the, you know, that technique being so good at that technique that they're able to carry o- that over in that type of environment. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. Great, great points right there on, on all, on all, uh, on all levels. And uh, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good offensive line you chose as well. So I, you know, that's a, I can appreciate those guys and uh, especially Will Shields. I think he was kind of a definitely an underrated uh, guard for a long time in the NFL. Have you, uh, have you revealed yours yet? I'm curious. 
if you, if you got to handpick yours, who's your, your I have favorite? not yet. I, so I've okay. a couple of people have asked me, I've given a couple of names. I would probably have to go. Let's see. Are you asking me officially? Is this officially my, my Mount Rushmore? Well, if you want to, if you want to go ahead and give it to me, sure. But maybe you want to do something like a, a, a reveal party on Twitter, you know, like people no. do for their, their no. babies, gender babies. I thought you were wanting to, you know, maybe make a huge deal out of that. No, absolutely not. I, I'm not. <laughs> no. uh, let's see. Center, center. I got to go. Mike Webster. Um, he, okay. he was just kind of, you know, I, anybody whose nickname is Iron Mike. I mean, he, he gets it done. Um, guards, I got to go. Larry Allen for one. Yeah. Um, and. Probably I'm going to go old school and go John Hanna for the other guard because he was. Uh, oh yeah, that's way know. back. Oh, that's that's definitely way back. But he was a dude for sure. Was he? Was he a, a St. Louis Cardinals? No, he, he was. Uh, that was Conrad Dobler. Okay. Yeah. No, he was a Patriot. He played for the Patriots. All right. Um, and then tackles. Tackles are tough because I was always like as weird as it sounds, I was an interior guy. I was a center and guard. So that's kind of what I watched most. I didn't really watch tackles a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll go breaking out from the NFL. I'll go uh, one of my good friends that I played high school football and, and, and uh, watched him play college football, uh, Aaron Boosinger. Um, okay. he, he was a, uh, he was an all American at the division three level uh, at Greenville college. And, um, I had the pleasure of talking to him a couple of weeks ago on the, on this podcast. So he was one of those guys that was not a big weight room guy was not, you know, the fastest or most athletic uh, or definitely not the strongest, but he was just an absolute beast of a technician. Um, and, you know, was, uh, I, he went to, he's, he's one of those kids that went to college as a defensive lineman and never played a snap of defense and started every game he played in college as an offensive lineman. So, um, I'll throw him at left tackle, uh, and then right tackle. Oh boy! I got a name for you. I, I I thought of it, and you would be very familiar given where you grew up and where I grew up. Okay. Um, it may have to change sides, but he could probably easily flip over. About Orlando Pace, man. Yeah. So he he was again, one of those kind of freak athletes. And truthfully, of all the people I've interviewed, probably 75 to 80% of the guys have, have mentioned Orlando Pace. Okay. So I can, I can throw him on there for sure. I forgot uh, all about him. Yeah, I'll throw him on there with a little bit of bias too because he was a Chicago Bear for a short amount of time. So that I was – uh, that. Yeah, for a couple of years towards the end of his career, he did play for Chicago. Okay. Yeah, so that – yeah, th- those are, that would probably be my group of guys. Um, again, I'm kind of like you. I'm probably – I'm probably missing a whole bunch of people that I should should have named, uh, you know, guys I played with or guys that I coached. But uh, that those are those are the ones that kind of got the job done for me, you know, mentally and and uh, as a as a fan and as a as a coach. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so that's a fun question. Lots it, of it is. It is. It's gotten a, it's gotten a lot of good responses for sure. Yeah. So, all right, Coach, well, we'll get you out of here. Do me a favor, drop your uh, Twitter handle and any other information you want these guys to know before, uh, before you take off. Yeah, it's just uh, Irish Coach T, I-R-I-S-H, Coach, and then T at the end, just the letter T. Uh, love to connect on Twitter. Um, you know, it's gotten to be my primary um, avenue, I guess, or platform for mm-hmm. interaction. You know, it's so easy to post cutups on there and connect with coaches and and all that. So I love to love to talk ball and and um, we'll do that anytime. Awesome. Well, coach, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, 
uh, hopefully you guys are all staying healthy and staying safe and uh, looking forward to seeing you down the road here pretty soon. All right, Tony. Again, appreciate you, man. Take Thanks, care. Bud. All right. See you. Thanks again for everyone listening. And remember to go check out platform.com for the full series of hog football podcast episodes. We want to thank everybody for their continued support and be on the lookout for our hog football chat series from Twitter on our website, hogfootballchat.net. You can check out all of our great sponsors and tons of awesome 